closing the eyes if it's comfortable to do so. This sit will include some guidance around the aggregates, and then there will be a brief reflection at the end. So sensing that the body is upright and also relaxed, or if you're lying down, just connect into the straightness of the spine. And a sense of ease. It can help to soften various parts where we tend to hold tension. So softening the muscles of the face, around the eyes. Down through the throat area, into the shoulders. Down the arms, all the way to the hands. And then all down through the chest and torso area, just inviting ease. And any bracing in the legs. So resting in the sense of the whole body sitting, bringing the awareness back out to the level of the whole body, the posture. This experience of the body is the experience of form, the form aggregate. And it is an experience. As we rest in that, we may attune to simple sensations like hardness, pressure, softness, heat and coolness. Just very simple physical sensations. We can notice that none of these physical sensations require any sense of self. None of them inherently include a sense of self. The experience of the body is just what it is. Self.
And so now we can open also to including the mind, the mental experiences. There may be thoughts, emotions, some general mood, or it it might be rather quiet. Maybe there's some intention or view present, either explicitly or more subtly. An intention to be mindful, a general sense that we're sitting in meditation Maybe what's happening is shifting or changing. All of these things are called mental events and patterns, activities of the mind. The activities of the mind are just happening as they do. They are experiences. None of these require any sense of self. None inherently include a sense of self. If there is a sense of self, we see it as one more mental activity. We may also sense that there's an aspect of mind that knows. It's knowing experience, physical experience and mental experience. 
We don't need a precise label for this. Maybe just awareness is fine for now. And this too is an experience, experience of knowing. does not inherently include any sense of self. Now we can just rest in the flow of these various experiences. The body, the mental events and patterns, the knowing. If you notice that you are caught up in any of these, such that you're not staying with the flow, and just notice that, gently let go and return to the open awareness. A sense of this being my experience or something is mine. We see that as one more mental event that has occurred. Relax. It runs by itself. And in the last minute or so of our sit, 
I'll offer a reflection. When you do find yourself caught up, do you tend to find yourself clinging to objects such as the body, mental events and patterns such as views and opinions, or to consciousness, the knower, the knowing? Which of these seems often to be the focus of getting caught up? Thank you, Kim. Lovely. Lovely. So we'd like to continue and we're, we're sort of, we have a, a, a purposeful approach here. We'd like to continue with sort of another way of, of experiencing, experiencing our relationship with the aggregates, with clinging, with views, with selfing. And that is to take it up in, in small groups. And uh, again, as a listening exercise, just sort of um, dig in a little bit, not, not analytically particularly, or bring in everything we know to it, but to the uh, reflection that Kim just introduced at the end of the guided. We'll broadcast it to all the breakout rooms so you can see it there in front of you. But again, this is, we've sat with it, and Diana introduced it. We've sat with it in the meditative laboratory to sort of see what happens. And then letting it come up among friends and hearing other experiences is a really valuable way of, um, of interacting uh, with it experientially. So we'll sit, we'll be in groups for about 12 minutes and uh, have some time thereafter to talk. And again, I'll send as soon as I get everybody arranged into groups, I'll, I'll send that question. But to just read it once, because it may take me a second. Um, when you find yourself clinging, do you find yourself clinging to objects, that is form, to mental events and patterns, including, including things like views and opinions, or to consciousness and knowing, or possibly some combination of these things? How does seeing these experiences in terms of the aggregates help inform us on how to relate to or hold that clinging? And again, we'll, we'll post these as we get started. So enjoy one another's company and hearing from one another. Okay, yes, welcome back everybody. I think, is, are we all, nope, we're not all here. Here we come. <laughs> 
Okay, whether you are ready or not, you got thrown back here into the main session. So um, now we'd like to open it up for some uh, comments and questions. And I'd like to um, invite um, not only questions about uh, the aggregates or selfing, but also maybe to share what is it like to be in the small groups? What is it like to explore ideas with other people or maybe had an aha moment? Maybe you found yourself clinging to a view. No, it's like this. Or maybe you, I don't know. So it doesn't have to be particular about the aggregates. You can also make a comment about, um, or, or maybe I'll even add, that we, I did a little talk, Kim did a guide meditation and then a small group exploration. So these three different ways of kind of approaching a topic, maybe you could comment about that. Steve, I see your hand up. And then afterwards, I really want us to have uh, lots of different uh, voices in the room. So just an encouragement, if you're somebody who kind of like naturally holds back, Maybe you could say something and it's okay if your question isn't perfectly thought out or perfectly clear, that's perfectly fine. We don't always have our questions uh, perfectly clear. Okay, well that is an introduction, Steve. I, I'll talk later, I would like to ask a question later after this, what you just suggested. So I'll pass for now. Oh, okay, okay, thank you, Steve. And um, Nicholas, I think that, did I see that right? That um, Oh, no, you, now your hand went down. So Heidi, can you unmute yourself, please? I'm taking the challenge of uh, right. not speaking out. So I'm just going to say about, you asked the question about the groups. I thought it was extremely nurturing. And this is a bit of an uh, inside joke for our group. <laughs> um, that um, I felt like I was immediately said, oh, I would like this to happen every day. Or... Um, every week you know this is exactly like why i came here um Fantastic. i thought it was very um uh, very targeted um yeah so i don't have a question great good <laughs> thank you heidi thank you for sharing that i think so many people discover this they first have this hesitation like oh my goodness breakout groups i don't know these people but then once you get into a group and you talk you realize Oh, just like me, they want to explore this too or something. So thank you for sharing that, Heidi. Any other comments, questions? So Elizabeth, I see that you have the clapping hands. Is that for you also like the raising the hands? No, she's just. Uh... Oh, okay. Yes. Would you like to unmute yourself, Elizabeth? Yeah, just following up on, on that. Um, I love breakout groups and, um, you know, over the pandemic, the opportunity either through a, you know, a day long retreat every once in a while, I think, I can't remember if Gil has done them. Um, yeah, it's a way of connecting and talking about things that are super important, um, <clears throat> that, um, <clears throat> Uh, also just make me feel part of a community um, and, um, you know, help me process a little bit of, you know, what's going on or not. But uh, yeah, that's all. Great. Great. Thank you. Thank you, Elizabeth. Yeah. Especially during this 
pandemic, right? To be able to connect with others. Anybody else have a comment or question? Aditi writes, just want to say the question itself was amazing and pondering it, pondering on it could get me out of the mind. Hopefully out of the mind in a good way. <laughs> Thank you for, for writing that. Uh, Jessica. Hi, um, I'm very nervous to speak, but I'm taking your invitation. So. Um, I found in um, all the groups, they've been extremely supportive and very helpful. Today, specifically, I um, flagged myself as a beginner and asked a very newbie-like question, um, but I had such supportive answers from someone sounded like they've been um, practicing for a little bit longer. Just the range represented um, lots of different points of view, and I'm just really grateful to have um, had that opportunity. So thank you to for you guys for that and to my group for and all my groups that I've had. So thank you. Thank you. Michael. Today was a, a, a great opportunity to be one-on-one -on -one with um, someone in the class. Usually there's four people and, um, and Andre and I were able to, uh, I think go a little bit more deeper personally, um, very similar to um, the experience I received at Scottsdale IMC, where we had the meditation and the Dhamma talk, but afterwards many of the members um, stay and talk with one another and get to know each other. And so today was a great opportunity for me to, to, to know, to uh, learn more about Andre, who's from Chicago and I'm from Phoenix, Arizona. And, um, and which is not an opportunity we get very often through these classes, because usually there's, there's four people and we stay on course on what the question or the reflection is. So today was a great opportunity. One of the questions that I have, and I'll just leave it with you, uh, uh, Diana, is um, what is the relationship between the mind and the aggregates? Maybe I'll just say briefly, yeah, when you say the mind, can you define it for me? Well, mental activities. So any thought in the mind, would you say that that's, uh, or any, any thought, any emotion, any mental event, or would you call that the mind? Yeah, yeah you were calling it mental event earlier. Sure. Yeah. There's a number of ways we can think about this. And I would say one way we could think about it is the mind is the last four aggregates. That is, it's a collection of, uh, perception, feeling, tone, formations, which is kind of an odd word. It's just kind of a bucket we put everything in and knowing. We could say the mind is a collection of all four of those. 
I don't know if uh, David or Kim, if you have something that you'd like to say in response to that. Just, uh, you know, I would just say, I love the question. What is the mind? What, what is this knowing? Is, is, what's, is the knowing separate from the experiences that seem to appear in the mind? You know, so anyway, I just want to say, yeah, if we, if we leave this exploration together with more questions than answers, I think that's, that's good. And I think what is the mind is a good, a good question to keep returning to. But I do think, yeah, in the sense of the five aggregates, just as Diana said, you know, the, the form is, is not mind and the other four aggregates uh, sort of capture the way, the way things appear to arise in mind and are known. Thank you. Confirm my understanding. Thank you. Thank you. I'm sorry, just a quick, quick related question just while we're on that. I think also I was confused by the difference between the third and fourth aggregates, just to be a little more um, specific to the text that you guys said. Yeah, there is a lot of confusion. A lot of people like, okay, well, wait, how can I tease apart? Are these really distinct? And when we dig into them, um, we can see how Sankara's uh, formations are actually related to everything else. But um, I don't know. I, so the third one is... Uh, Perception, Sonia. Do you want to talk about this, Kim? Yeah, why don't we bring your voice in? Well, um, some of the issue with de disentangling perception from uh, mental formations is that uh, in Western understanding, the word perception has a wider... Uh, field, let's say, than it does in Buddhism, where sanya is really meant to be uh, just the label, the conceptual understanding that we bring to something. So, you know, the data that we take into our senses is really very basic. You know, what essentially what the eye can see are colors and edges between light and different shades of light and darkness. And, but all of that gets assembled in the mind into shapes that we see and we think we see something distinct here against the background. Um, so all of that is the work of perception, is to divide up the really very basic uh, data into objects that we think. And then the mental formations are uh, the additional um, uh, material that gets added onto that, the associations with it and so forth. So perception is really related to memory. I bring in a memory that I know this is a cup because somebody, when I was very young, held it up and said, cup. <laughs> and so <laughs> I learned that word. Um, but um, and it, it's totally essential for functioning in the world. But then all the additional things about how I got it and you know, what it means and so forth and the parrots and you know this kind of thing, that is all um, something that we add on. So there's not a hard and fast. I know we're a little bit out of time here, but it's not a um, hard and fast distinction, but the sort of initial part is the perception and then there's some elaboration on it. But as Diana pointed out, Sankaras relate to all of them. So you can ask what constructs perception and it happens to be Sankara. So this is worth um, understanding a little bit more deeply, but the, uh, the aggregates, as Diana said, are a description. You know, they're a, a nice way of thinking about the areas where we tend to cling. They're not necessarily intended to be like the elements of the periodic table that make up a complete description of things that, of exact chemical reality. 
So instead, it's more a description where the Buddha identified these are the areas where we tend to cling and form an identity. That's the function of the aggregates. So we don't want to stretch it beyond its intended function. Thank you. That's fantastic, Kim. And then David, my co-teacher, I'm looking for you to see that um, we have some hands up and I know that you're going to do some teaching. So um, do you have a sense of what you would like to do? Yeah, yeah. And I hope you can hear me. If not, see me. I had some internet issues and uh, I may come back in on my phone. Let me know if you can hear me, Diana. Okay. You know, I think uh, the teachings, we're going to, I suspect, continue to get into the issues that questions uh, are coming up around. And so I would say, let's, let's roll out the next set of teachings and then return to uh, return to questions. Hate to do that because the questions are so fun. Nonetheless, 